positive feedback loop. Hi, and welcome to Positive Feedback Loop. Today, on a very special mini-sode, we're going to be tackling a very interesting topic. But before that, here are my co-hosts, Ray and Stephanie. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, so today's podca- mini-sode of the podcast, as we decided to call it just now, um, is going to be about privacy. Uh, we talked about this br- very briefly in the last pot- full pot episode, and we thought it was a topic that really th- th- required a little bit more time and devotion. Um, but we didn't want to devote an entire episode, an entire like 45 minutes to it. So we decided, you know what, let's do a little tiny episode just mm. really going deep on privacy. the topic of privacy. Yeah. I think this is something that's particularly interesting given the fact that we have someone here whose main expertise is social media. Oh, yes. The privacy comes up all the time. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have someone here, myself who dislikes social media for a, just has inherent bias against it. So this this is promising to be an interesting topic to discuss. And I'll be an unbiased representative. <laughs> He'll be our Switzerland. Um, Denmark. Well, just because I deal with privacy issues doesn't mean I'm not unbiased. That's true. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. So I can start yeah, with a story, ahead. actually. Yeah, go ahead. So I uh, uh, helped an organization that uh, has to deal with HIPAA compliance in general. And uh, they had, at one point, uh, their social media manager, uh, they had been posting photos of an outdoor clinic that they were running for a day. And so posting pictures of the people who were coming into the clinic. And I had to tell them, when you, say uh, outdoor, you can't do that. When you say outdoor. <laughs> like when they put up a tent and they, you okay. know, for an event okay. or something right. and yeah. they help um, bandage wounds or deal with the dehydration or whatever sure. comes up. Yeah, and so they were tweeting pictures of, you know, the people who came and uh, I had to say, wow, you can't do that. So this comes up all the time, and I think sometimes we think of privacy as this legal issue or just um, something for the lawyers to think about, yeah. and yet you could have a job that seems unrelated. Yeah, well, I think the bigger concern with, with privacy, I mean, apart from, yes, obviously there's the legal issue, there's the, the side of like, companies making money off of your privacy. And that's the whole business model for Facebook and most of these other uh, free internet giants. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we get mm-hmm. use of these services, we receive for free, but they're not really for free. You know, obviously you're paying for them with your persona, with who you are, so you're selling that to marketers. But there's a lot of things that come into this. For example, just recently there was a law passed in the UK allowing the government to a large part to actually see your browsing history. And many different parts of the government can see that. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know those parts that are related to Homeland Security, it's a lot of them. I think even the agricultural department can see, which is why would they, for the love of God, need to see your internet history? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been this kind of like push lately uh, to diminish the uh, protections for privacy in a lot of places. So I'm interested to see how you feel when it comes to your own personal information not being in your hands. Because I know from my perspective, it's something that I deeply cherish my privacy, hmm. and I take—I certainly take steps to protect it, but obviously not enough because I do have Facebook, even though I post very seldomly on it. Um, Just because you don't post doesn't mean that there's not information exactly. being recorded that's right. about you. Exactly. How you're browsing, who you're looking at, yeah. how often you're looking at certain it, pictures, absolutely, yeah. and all these things are well, recorded. Even before social media and obviously during, the, uh, you know, after social media platforms have launched and actively used... Uh, anything you do in public is not 
private, obviously, but uh, even being a photographer, for example, if someone does not have a reasonable right to pr- privacy in a public space, you can be photographed, mm-hmm. and that is normal. And that's, that's a fascinating point covered. because uh, photography, I mean, all, that, all of these photos, that a photographer can take a picture of you in a crowd, sell that to, or just in public, mm-hmm. sell that to uh, Facebook, and now there is a picture of you in an ad that you never expected. Because they can do that. Right. That is a thing that can be done. Um, and Facebook does take pictures of people's profiles from people's like actual accounts and uses them in promotional material. Is that true? I do believe that's the case. I think uh, they... I think uh, we need to fact check that. We might have to fact check, but they do work... Many social networks work into their agreements that when you sign up, you allow certain embedding like they say you know your photo when somebody comments on it it could show up in another stream or you know so sure i do believe facebook has to cover itself so it does work in a lot of this may be found embedded somewhere yeah i mean all the stuff that you put online is no longer yours once you've put it out there well it is it is legally yours but you'd have no control yeah that's the thing so how how much is it yours if you have no control over mm -hmm. it I mean, what is the point of ownership if it grants you no actual power yeah. over the item? So that's... I have a question for Ray, the unbiased one. Oh. So he claims. Yeah. So he claims. Have you ever had a, a friend take yeah. a picture of you and post it to Facebook, like tagging you, where it was a photo you did not want up? Um, so in most cases, no. There, there hasn't been... A, a, the pictures that they did post up, I didn't mind having up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them I even tagged myself in hmm. to kind of, you know. Like you were grateful they had I, I was grateful. Photo. I was grateful. So um, in terms of photos I didn't want, no, I, I don't think so. That's never happened. Yeah. Because I think of going back to photography, you, someone may have a friend where they do something in a private place, like someone's home, and they're having a party, but that person takes an embarrassing photo of them. So, yeah, actually, it. now that I think about it, there have been photos <laughs> where I might have done some embarrassing or um, you know things that I didn't want other people seeing and they didn't post it online but they could have like they easily could have just like you know uploaded this image to Facebook or whatever you have you Twitter or something Um, but I think it depends on who your friends are and you have to make sure that the friends you have are considerate of your public profile so um, I think that's an important factor so now able privacy to, affects how you choose your friends? That's actually, yeah. it's true. A privacy, some people who I know are more outspoken and like want to, not outspoken, but rather are willing to share more information than I would be willing to share. You know, I try to you know, maybe not be with them all the time just because I'm afraid of being, you know, out there too much. Yeah. I can, I can kind of see that, but... So it actually is changing your behavior based on your own fears of having your privacy violated in that sense. Or rather, not so much violated, but having information you uh, wish not shared being shared. I mean, that's just in real life. When you have friends, you want to be friends with people who are generally not out there telling your secrets. Exactly. You want to. So, your friends are people who you trust with uh, confidential information you can like share yeah. things with. And um, it's, it goes... You know, it goes um, the same way with pictures and other items. Yeah. So who can you trust more? Your friends? Like your close friend group? Let's say the the closest 50 people that you're Facebook friends with. Yeah. Do you trust them more 
or a company with a privacy agreement but does have access to all of your information. Who do you trust more? But what are you trusting them to do? You worry, yeah, exactly. To, let's say, one on one side, you'd have a friend who reveals that photo to others. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you have a company that may not reveal things because it has policies in place, but it, as an entity, or the people who work for that corporation may have access to mm. some degree. Does that bother you? That a stranger who may be an employee not might really. have access? It doesn't really bother me because... Unless they're psycho, it doesn't really bother me. See, I would disagree, though. We're all human. Yeah. And humans make mm-hmm. mistakes. And so. it would not be the, f- the last time that we have heard of an employee in some big corporation having just a bunch of naked pictures of people that uh, are users or things like that. I mean, these, these things happen. Right. There are abuses of power. The NSA, I think, was caught with like a bunch of people's like uh, dick, pics. dick pics. Yeah, I don't know, they, know that, but they, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, there's this is the stuff that that can happen because we're all flawed. And yeah, that person probably got sued or fired, but doesn't mean that once your privacy has been violated, it's been violated. You can't get that back. My Do my main thing is just not to put information out there if I can avoid it. Some things I have made peace with. Because that's part of being in the normal in like the modern world, and for example, when I first came into BU, I barely had Facebook at that point. Like I did have Facebook, but like I had gone untouched since I think like my last birthday when I was just like, "Hey, thanks guys for the birthday wishes." Bye. Like I just went mostly unused. That's the whole thing too. The whole birthday wishes yeah. every year thing. Um, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that conversation. might be another mini episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in general, I barely ever used my Facebook. And it wasn't until I had a need for it because all of these events were being put on there, all these things that I needed to find out about, and the only place I could find out about them was on Facebook. Right. You feel left out in a way. Yeah. Well, I wasn't just left out. I was, like, missing on, like, vital information for, like, actually doing things in school. So I was like, okay, I guess I have to make this exchange. But if I didn't have to make that choice, I obviously wouldn't have made it. Um, So it, it... Otherwise, I tend to make sure I put on as many... Anti-tracking mm-hmm. uh, things I can on the internet. It's not like I'm up to anything nefarious, but right. you just don't. I just don't think it's anyone's business yeah. to sure be knowing what I'm up to. So, you said you wouldn't want people who work for Facebook, let's say, who maybe filtering pictures for some reason or whatever, to see your images. Is that why you think there's a heavy push towards AI and image detection to maybe put like a black box around um, picture organization, so like human beings actually won't see it, and it'll just like go through an algorithm to detect what it is and where it's coming from and that way um, you hmm, avoid the privacy issue because the only entity viewing your picture invading any privacy is a, is a, is a robot it's so a, it's an algorithm. I'll disagree as to the reason but I might agree as to the effect okay yeah so I, I, I do not think that either. is the reason why that is being done I think a lot of the image analysis being done for, by computers is to better be able to basically look through more images much more efficiently than with a person. With yeah. The primary use is different, yeah. obviously. That, that's true. Although the agree. ultimate effect is that, yes, you're taking the images out of the hands mm-hmm. of people. Right. Because there's just more images than anyone right. can do with at this point. Well, there's an analog explaining uh, or example of what Ray's described, which is you used to take photos on a 35 millimeter roll of film mm-hmm and you would get them developed, and a human would see every single photo you were developing because they had to cut them and That's very good. Yeah, actually, there's a a little story about that. So when my parents parents got married, they 
they had this very, very tiny wedding. And they it was in Cuba, so there weren't a lot of resources. And they hired a guy to take pictures. And he had this really old camera with a roll of, of film. And when my parents later on got back the pictures from that camera, they found out that the guy had reused a roll of film. So there is now just an image out there of my father standing next to my mother while a small child floats across his midriff <laughs> on a carpet. It is amazing. So that's my parents' wedding pictures. Just have this small child consistently throughout them. It's pretty great. Sit on a carpet? Wow. He's, just, he's like on something. Ladded, he's just like, like floating. Ladded. Yeah, he's just floating in midair. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that is super interesting. Yeah. I wonder, have they ever tried to edit? No, the no, they've never done that. I mean, there's no reason. Mm-hmm. At this point, the, pho- the photos were better that way. That's story. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a good story. That yeah. That's true. And you know what? I will not put those on Facebook. <laughs> well, there. I mean, there are also... Facebook is very closed in the sense that people... There are people that post publicly, but a lot of people also post privately and even limit within their friend groups. You but know. it's so much to manage if you're, especially if there's a lot of people images. do. You know what? I, I had a two-year anniversary or something from Facebook today, and it showed up on my wall, or not my wall, just like my homepage, and it said, congratulations, whatever, whatever. Then it told me about my year and told me that I liked 1,000 and something things this year. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, holy, why did I like a thousand things this year? That's a lot of time. Yeah. That I, I, I mean, I looked at more things, obviously. If I liked a thousand, I must have looked at like 3,000 at least, right? Yeah. And I just thought that's yeah. that's a huge chunk of time. That's like 10 things a day almost yeah. that, that I spent time with. That could have been mm. went towards, you know, writing a book or uh, making more podcasts. <laughs> this <laughs> this kind of actually reminds me a little bit about the fact that um, there's this idea out there that millennials are a generation. First of all, the idea of millennials as a generation period is, I think, mis like it's a way to it's speak. misleading yeah. because yeah. any group of young people will have similar characteristics in terms of you know yeah. younger adults. Tend, younger people tend to be more self-absorbed, etc. Just because you're younger, and then as you age and you have children and your family, blah blah blah, things change. And those trends are the ones that we naturally see with each generation. Every generation at some point had the same qualities that millennials show today, with the exception that now we have access to mobile devices. Right. And everyone's could, affected by those. You could attribute mm-hmm. that to like psychological development, more yeah. or less. But then I think what they're talking about when they say millennials or X generation, it also incorporates the economic situation at the time and like the, True. the things like and those are things the yeah. things that like that affect your cohort in terms of uh, major events that shaped the world that you grew up in I think those are valid things for thinking about how they might have affected a specific group of people mm-hmm. but things that are just based on the fact that like 20 uh, something year olds are really self absorbed mm-hmm. I don't think that's well what's really interesting is comparison. when pe- I think I, I agree with you yeah and I think what's happening is when people define generations now, when they're defining the baby boomers yeah. and defining Generation X, they're defining their characteristics as they are now, which yeah. is dangerous. What they should be doing is saying, this is what baby boomers were like and cared about when they were the same age as millennials. Exactly. That would be more interesting of a comparison. And that would be better data analysis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so my, for me, the thing that's interesting is what I would like to see is how... Because one of the things that I've been sh- talked a lot about millennials is that millennials don't really value their privacy mm. because they grew up with social media. Right, and this is likely true. But I would like to see how similar generations exposed to the same, that's how other generations exposed mm-hmm. to the same level of social media throughout their lives, 
how they feel about it now. I mean, there was a quote by right. um, uh, Douglas Adams that, and I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but basically he says, like, you know, the things that you grew up with when you're, before you're 20, those are just the pat, the natural order of things. You're just nature. The technology you grow, that are, that it, it comes into play when you're between 20 and 35, that's, that's something that's really interesting and you could get a job in. Everything that comes after 35 is abhorrent and against nature. <laughs> so... And no matter which generation you are, that's yeah, true. yeah. That's yeah. just that's just kind of speaking like about perception. Yeah, right, Douglas right, Adams, right, right. the the writer of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the, to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that's just kind of an interesting dynamic that I, that would be that I would be curious to know more about. How do older adults view these this mm-hmm. like exchanging of privacy? Because they are becoming more, they're coming around to the idea of giving out their information. I mean, there's right. so many people whose parents are on Facebook at this point, and are they inherently much different from everyone else? Oh, I know people who've made Facebook pages for their babies, which I think is horrible. Oh, they're, I have personal connections who have done so. I yes. think that's and horrible. For a, yeah, Instagram profiles just for a pet. That happens. Yeah. See, but like a pet at least doesn't won't ever have aspire for a political career. Yeah, but a but child you could, might. A child, yeah. Yeah, no, you parents. can really do a lot of damage with a child child's Facebook profile, sure. in my opinion. For sure. I, Agree with you. Yeah. So, what, well, the thing is, you could, unless all the children have Facebooks, then it becomes the norm and accepted, and it really doesn't See, matter. But mm-hmm. that's not the case. Not all children have have Facebooks. Well, I don't know. I might disagree because you could have a children. There's no like. I don't have a lot of photos. My mother scrapbooked my life before I was 18 very well. Mm-hmm. But still, that's the analog era, and so I have a very limited amount of photos of myself. Right. But when I went into college, it's almost like we all started with a blank slate. I mean, yeah. not that we did, because there's mm. so much more. Good point. That, you could never our, escape you know. your past. But is basically, the thing. yeah. But when you now. enter this in the social media generation, there's so much more of your past available that people can. Is that a bad thing? You know, well, it, is it, it's, a negative? Negative? Is it, it's is hard it? for someone to go through, for example, a repentance yeah. process. Yeah. If you lived a life where you're like, I'm going to turn this around. I think it was harder back then. I mean, easier back in the day when you could move to a new city and, and not be known than it would be to, you know, go to go on social media and never escape your past. Yeah. I think one of the things that is important for child development is that ability of leaving behind your past persona. Because let's say you were a kid and you ate bugs when you were in the playground when you were five. Now you're Charlie the bug eater, right? Right. If you go to high school and you're still Charlie the bug eater, that'll that'll chase you and that'll have consequences. And if you go to college and you're still Charlie the bug eater, that'll continue to have consequences. And it becomes much more difficult to move through life when you're carrying more and more baggage because that baggage never leaves you. You can try to delete your social persona, but it's still out there somewhere. Yeah, and I think it just Google takes a Google search. Yeah. Really yeah, changed we've been, the game. We've been talking a lot about Facebook, but it's not just Facebook. It's Google. It's even LinkedIn. I mean, I've, I've so much of our information is LinkedIn, and I have no choice but to put it there because that's just part of the career search. Right. That's just what I got to do. I do think a lot about that, though. Yeah. And it's, I think there are really consequences that everyone should consider before they post anything on social media. I take the steps I take because I am inherently uncomfortable with it. I grew up without this uh, connection to the internet, etc. I, I mean, I grew up in a place where we didn't really have internet until I came here when I was 10. And yes, that's still, like, I've been with it for most of my life at this point, but I still have a healthy mistrust of it. You know what I find interesting? Uh, like a few years ago, I think it was two years ago, I looked at my Twitter account that I made in like 2008 or nine or something, really a long time ago. And I just started reading my 
past tweets, and I just thought, how stupid am I to write these ridiculous things? <laughs> and I think that's something that happens to everyone with like every outlet. In, in, oh yeah, in many ways. Yeah. If you like, don't if, look back on your past statements with shame, you have not grown as a person. <laughs> that's a, that's a good note to end that's on. A nice, actually, yeah. nice quote. Yeah. Um, so this has been a really interesting conversation. Uh, privacy obviously goes on and on. There's so much complexity to the subject. But thank you guys, this has been wonderful. Stay crazy. Thank you. <laughs> See ya.